Salutation Shades, and welcome back to Talking with Shadows, your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual. Here with your host today, Marcus D. And joining me in the studio today, guys, I have a guest host. Please welcome to the studio my good buddy Johnny Smith from the Inquisitive Minds podcast. Say hello, Johnny. Hey, everybody. Awesome. Uh, Me and Vic were recently on, I think it was your 13th or 14th. 14th episode? I want to say episode 16. 16, never mind. Uh, where we were talking all about shadow people. It's where our, it's where our whole stuff started. So, Yeah, man, it was a great episode. Really informative and <clears throat> really fun. And I just want to say thanks for having me on today. Absolutely, man. We well, I'm so happy. Uh, unfortunately, guys, uh, I got to let you guys know, uh, Vic's father passed away this morning. Uh, that's why he was unable to join me. Uh, his father had been having a whole lot of, uh, he's been having some health problems recently. And uh, Vic went to take care of him. Uh, you know, so I know throughout the month of November, we hadn't been able to put up any new content for the beginning of the month. I had COVID uh, and that knocked me out for a good two weeks. Uh, and I record all the stuff. So unfortunately we were unable to do it then. And then right after the time I started recovering, unfortunately Vic's dad's health started declining. Um, I know we all wish him, you know, all of our sympathies on our hearts go out to Vic right now. Um, he'll be yeah, back my, in this. Yeah. My, my deepest condolences to him. And uh, on another note, it's good to see you're uh, recovered from COVID as well. I appreciate that. Yeah. All our hats go out to him. Uh, and, and you know, he'll be back, guys, when he's ready. Until then, uh, you know, I'm going to keep this going. There's tons of great people that we wanted to have on the podcast. So Vic gave me his blessing to invite Johnny, of course, because... We knew immediately when we were listening to your podcast uh, that we wanted you on the our podcast to kind of talk about some stuff. Uh, Johnny, do you mind telling uh, our listeners a little bit about your podcast? Like, yeah, no problem. Where you can hear it. Yeah. Uh, first off, we're on all streaming services. You know, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, all that jazz. Uh, we got a YouTube channel up, Facebook dot uh, slash Inquisitive Minds Podcast. Um, it's it's essentially coast to coast meets joe rogan like I, <laughs> that's true i, bring I, on I, I call that accurate yeah i bring on people to interview that uh have interesting stories to tell whether it's an expertise in a paranormal field i brought on paranormal investigators i brought on mediums or it's just something fascinating that the public uh i think is less educated on you know i had an author on um i had two veterans on and had a special veteran suicide episode you know, I just like to interview interesting people that have something strange to tell. Absolutely. And I think all of our listeners would definitely, definitely benefit from checking out your podcast. And if you guys want a funny, uh, if you guys want to hear a funny story about how I found uh, Johnny, <laughs> this was this was funny. So both me and Johnny are stand-up comedians. And one of the things that happens when you become a stand-up comedian is you immediately start friending on Facebook, like every other, <laughs> like you know, we all ended up with these mutual friends, and I either I added you or you added me. I can't remember which one it was, and then all of us, and you know, and I have like no idea who these people are on my Facebook time feed, yeah. and then all of a sudden I see this post 
from Johnny about that he's about to start a, a paranormal podcast. And I'm like, wow, this seems pretty cool. Like, I want to check out his first episode. And so I I made a point. I saved it. I'm like, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to see kind of what's going on. And your very first episode <laughs> was Roswell. The yeah. Roswell UFO incident, which me and Vic have never covered on our podcast because that is a massive UFO uh, site. I mean, it is the it is the major point in UFOlogy where yeah. where everything changes. And yeah, it is people have written yeah, people have written stuff about it. People have written so much about it. And I'm like, this dude is man, he's coming out strong. Okay. I think I was really able to boil it down to 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 the skin and bones, what did happen, what was speculation and and <clears throat> shout out to the late great Stanton Friedman. And uh he interviewed people for twenty odd years that were there. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching your episode, and I'm like, man, I'm, I was expecting you to just do the bare bones. You said, you say bare, you were, did not do the bare bones, man. You did some deep stuff <laughs> that even I didn't know about. And I'm like, this guy did his research. And I'm not going to bash your first guest, because, but I'm like, you like were, had a staggering more amount of information and what you were and what you were talking about than than I think what your guest did and you were educating him at, at times and I'm like he was I mean he was fine he was funny he was adding stuff but I'm like okay Johnny knows what he's talking about and yeah, that's I why I was to, like super impressed. I wanted to come off strong in the first one um because I figured you know I didn't know how how many guests I would be able to get as far as people I wanted to get. So I figured if I would have to carry it on my back by doing the heavy research that's what I was oh, gonna no. do. No, no, and and I and I and I and I get that, you know, uh, having guests on sometimes you never know how much they're gonna, you know they're gonna be able to add to the conversation, so you need to be prepared for that. Now, I'm not saying that I don't have a whole lot of faith in you for today's episode, <laughs> <laughs> but as a as a host, it is in the it is in the back of your mind that again you want to make sure that you're doing that. But no, I thought you did such a fantastic job, and then I I started commenting questions <laughs> your side your stuff. yeah i appreciated that yeah and then i would and then i'm like i just gotta start i just gotta reach out to this guy and then i think that's how we got like that's how we got linked up also i'm not trying to give you guys a plug but you guys should go check out his podcast especially his merch because uh he has like the best shirt ever uh <laughs> for dealing uh, uh talking about shadow people there's ways to get rid of shadow people and it's the advice that me and Vic gave and Vic's advice was improve your mental health, and mine was don't smoke meth. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both it was it's it's a hilarious T-shirt I see, and it's great, and it, and both are accurate. Um, it's up in my Teespring store, guys. Check it out, please. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, so uh, <laughs> now that I've given you a full amount of credentials uh, for this, guys. Yeah, so both me, me, guys, both me and Johnny are, are comedians. We're gonna try to keep today's episode uh, as lighthearted as we can. I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys the uh, the, the the warning uh, ahead of time on this because today, guys, we're gonna be talking about the Adrenochrome conspiracy. And if you guys are not familiar with it, uh, it's not a very uh, it's not it's a not safe for work topic. Uh, it's pretty dark. It's pretty grim. Uh, so we're gonna try to be as lighthearted as we can about it to make sure that you guys aren't super depressed by it. But when our uh, our patrons selected immortality as the month of <laughs> November's 
as the month of November's theme, you know, me and Vic were trying to come up with a different list of topics that we could talk about. And, you know, one of the things that I, I love, one of the things that I love is I love modern paranormal stuff. You know, I yes. love stuff as much as that we can talk about in the modern context. You know, Vic, he loves old monsters. He loves all all these these old stories and these ancient Bless. legends and things like that. He does, and I I love newer stuff. I'm not saying he doesn't love some newer stuff too, but I, I'm always trying to see kind of what is our modern age paranormal stuff. And the Adrenochrome conspiracy is it it definitely fits the bill. The the Adrenochrome conspiracy falls under almost every conspiracy to date okay. Um, okay. currently going on. And I like uh, modern conspiracies myself because they have to be convincing enough for the, for them to be believable in the society we live in. You yeah. know, there's cameras everywhere. Now, what can go on behind these closed doors? Yeah, you, you know, there's there's some sort of kernel of truth in a conspiracy that people have to genuinely believe for it to be able to take off and then just start wildly conjecturing or, you know, keep in mind where the term conspiracy theory even comes from, because that's a term that came from the JFK assassination as a way to call somebody conspiracy theorist. It's essentially like, uh, it's essentially a slur. I mean, really yeah. like, like in our, like in our, like in our field for what it happened. carries a very negative connotation. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that there aren't real conspiracy theories that are just bunk and they're just not true. But shortly after what ha after Kennedy's assassination and people are trying to say there's a bunch of deep state stuff going on or there's other things going on, that term starts getting thrown onto everybody uh, as a a way of just calling them crazy. It's a way it it makes you it makes you immediately go on the defensive. You know, if I call you know Johnny, if I call you a conspiracy theorist, immediately now you have to explain why you are not a crazy person. Why are you not? Why are you not a just a nut? Absolutely, and in defense of conspiracy theories, you know. They, they form, but then there's times where you find out they're true. You know, not to go back, um, but you touched on JFK, Martin Luther King's assassination. Uh, it was a conspiracy theory that the U.S. government was involved for years, and I think it was 2001, they published a, a report admitting their involvement. Oh, but yeah. But it quietly swept under the rug. But up until that, for 40 years almost, you were a conspiracy theorist. Air quotes. Oh, yeah. It was uh, in the, was the, the 80s or the 90s. Uh, oh God! I think it's called the Green Briar, the Briar. Essentially, people at the time were saying that they were seeing these massive amount of trucks filled with dirt that was leaving the White House air, in the White House, and that mm. the White House was having bunkers made under it. And everyone's like, "Oh, it's just a bunch of conspiracy theorists and all that." And there's nothing like that. And as of today, you can go on tours of said bunker. Yeah. That they claim didn't exist. You can actually now go on tours of these things. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's wild. Um, there's a lot that people see. It, it's it's the problem is it's all uh, locked in together. You know, mm -hmm. conspiracy theorists. Because even if a, a theory can be found out to be true 50 years later, it's still standing right beside the theory of uh, uh, Lady Gaga being a man. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Just oh, yeah. it's just absurd absurdity and truth stand side by side. And even when something is proven, it's usually too far along to be acknowledged. Absolutely. All right. So now that you guys have full forewarning that this is definitely a dark topic for today, 
Let's dive into the adrenochrome conspiracy. Let's let's explain exactly mm. what it is. So if you guys have never heard of the adrenochrome conspiracy, the adrenochrome conspiracy is this theory that social elites, the higher-ups, have been uh, kidnapping children and essentially torturing them or scaring them and then harvesting their adrenochrome that is produced from their their experience of doing this to use it to either a to create this like super psychedelic high with no negative side effects or b to live forever you know the purpose of why we chose this for immortality that social elites are essentially using this byproduct of children's fear to live forever yeah, it's it's produced. Uh, it's a product of adrenaline, mm -hmm. you know, and and what they say is they have to put these children in in such fearful situations uh, that it's produced, and then they harvest it. But depending on what your source is, too, some people will say they're 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 scared. Other people will say they're harvested and killed. Um, some and like you said, some say it's a psychedelic high that you know can't be replicated. It's nothing you can imagine. While others say. You know, it's it extends life. It's almost uh, uh, like a quasi immortality drug. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. So do I want to start with? I, okay. So this whole theory that uh, that uh, that there's a certain group of people harvesting uh, blood or har harvesting these chemicals for the purpose of of their for the for the purposes of gaining immortality or effects of this, this is not a new thing. Okay. No. This is this is not a this is not a new phenomenon. This whole theory has been around since the medieval ages. You know, um, I think even prior to uh, prior to the 1950s, before social elites were really thrown out as the the target. You know, uh, bad guys in these situations. Yeah. It. it it was the Jews. That was the people that were generally accused <laughs> of, yeah, that the, they were generally accused of doing these sorts of things. And this goes back centuries. I mean, centuries. Let uh, me put on my conspiracy theorist hat. Sure. Um, some will argue that the liberal elite, or excuse me, uh, social elite, because uh, some publications just pointed specifically at liberals in Hollywood, but the social elite and uh, the Jews can be clumped as one and the same. Oh yeah, I think I think that I I, I think what what is what has happened with the adrenochrome conspiracy is I think for people to to for people that are trying to get people to buy into this, I think it's sort of evolved um, past because again back in the nineteen you know nineteen forties nineteen fifties. Generally, uh, you know, people, people, the Jewish people were the scapegoats for a lot of this, and accused of like, mm -hmm. you know, running Hollywood, running, uh, you know, they're running the left, le running the left, and all this, running the media, all that. Yeah. They control the banks, and, and that part, and that part, kind of, and that part kind of fell off. I think in order to uh, get people to sort of start uh, buying into this sort, and buying into this sort of theory. Uh, I think a little thing called World War II probably was a big, you know, and yeah. the Holocaust is probably a big part of causing this theory to evolve past that. But again, p 
people back in the middle people back in the middle ages i don't think people were very aware of how often jews were used as a scapegoat um as the as the bad guy like if you look at like old manuscripts uh or like old medical textbooks for like ways of people used to cure uh diseases or cure uh things uh cure like ailments it it, it was stuff like wear chicken parts uh, crushed up emeralds was a was a was a pop was a popular one as well. It's uh, like it's... like today's modern uh, copper bracelets. Mm-hmm. You know, wear your magnetic bracelets, <laughs> and then it feel better. And then it's weird. And then at the very bottom, it's get rid of the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> like that, you know. And, be... and if you're not prepared for this, this takes you off guard. Like realizing how much anti-Semitism uh, was around in the middle in the Middle Ages. Because what happened was in the it was the twelfth in the twelfth century, England, there uh, it was a famous it was, there was a monk that came by the name of uh, Thomas uh, Monmouth was his name. There was a child that went missing in the town, or uh, like went missing or was murdered or something like that, and he essentially was accusing the Jews in England of like stealing kids and using their blood for their for ritual like Kabbalic rituals. Or for now, their own rituals. Now, let me ask you a question. Does the uh, the story of the Pied Piper play into that time period at all? I can't remember when that. I can't remember when that picked up. I'm gonna try to look it up as we're talk as we're talking here. I just remember that uh, when he didn't receive payment, his punishment to the town was luring children away. Oh yeah. I mean, and again, you know, if you're really trying to make somebody like be seen as like a bad like like a bad person, or whatever, I think. Uh, having something bad happen in children probably is like the easiest way to do it. But, anyway, but yeah. this dude, yeah, but this dude goes off and he writes a whole <laughs> like essentially hate speech essay and it gets picked up and it just goes crazy. And like ever since that time, ever since that time period, it was always attached to the Jewish people as this huge negative stereotype that they kidnap your kids and harvest their blood for, <laughs> Their, for like for Jewish rituals or use their blood to uh, it was a secret uh, component of their bread or oh. that it was used in Passover and people believed this people Just did people, spread people yeah well yeah because again people were uh, again people were having bad things happen to them at the time and when bad things happen to you you always come up with a reason of what happened and if and again or on a particular group. And then this whole theory uh, of this was used in the 1930s uh, and the Nazis' rise in Germany. I mean, all of this stuff picked up again. Absolutely. Yeah, and then by 1950, because again, in, the, in like 19, in 1940, in like Nazi, in, or 39, in like Nazi, uh, Nazi-occupied Germany, that was one of the things that they were doing was they were saying the Jewish elite, the Jewish were running the the film industry at the time in Germany. And it's, 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 it sounds so similar to the adrenochrome conspiracy of today, just mm-hmm. without the Jewish element. So it's yeah. like right by 1950, that part just gets knocked out. And then it's no longer the Jewish people. Then it's just social elites in general are now the ones that are doing this. Yeah. The higher ups. Oh Yeah. Oh, the yeah. ones, the ones that have wealth that we can't even conceive. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and by ni- and by the 1950s, um, there was a gentleman by the name of Aldous Huxley. He writes this book called Doors of Perception, 
And in his book, he starts, he becomes very fascinated with this chemical called uh, mescaline. And okay. he, yeah, it's a chemical called mescaline. And he, this is around the time I think when the like, uh, like, you know, theories about like LSD start popping up. People start like trying to figure out ways to like harvest these different uh, chemicals for like psychedelic purposes and all these things. A lot of this stuff starts coming out. Does and, this align with the CIA mind control experiments? Yeah, this this is the the huge time in which I think that this that this take that this that this takes off. So people okay. were really really starting to get attached to this idea of this pseudoscience of like there's some sort of chemical stuff that we can harvest from our own body that I think that we can actually uh, that we can that we can harvest and 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 use. Okay. And people really and he himself too was really focused on adrenochrome as well and he was really it's like like fascinated by it as well and people pointed this as being like the more modern day beginning of the adrenochrome conspiracy at least in my at least from what i'm i'm seeing it as okay that's fair enough the um the, the, it can almost be like compared to a, a modern day search for the fountain of youth mm -hmm. you know because this, this mysterious chemical that'll absolutely keep you young forever Absolutely. And the 1950s, man, that's, I think that's when people really started uh, doing research on adrenochrome and trying to figure out, like, what it was. Because at the time, in the 1950s, a lot of people started thinking that it was possible uh, that that this chemical has something to do with schizophrenia, but also at the same time, there was this, this, this research that was going on at the time. Mm-hmm with the idea of using the blood of the young yes. as a way to uh, revitalize uh, bodies. Like, they did these experiments on mice. Now, over in the United States in the 50s, they were doing the experiments on mice yep. that in the late 30s, the Germans were doing on Jews. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like, absolutely. It was uh, science without um, conscience. Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't, I don't think a lot of people realize, like, how much, like, science at that time was incredibly, like, was was essentially pseudoscience at the time. Like, we really, we really had not come very far with um, creating good standards. Women were still hysteric, you know? Yeah, that was a yeah. Good <laughs> you know, yeah, every time, every time she doesn't want to do the dishes, you know, it might be a good idea to send her to a doctor to see what's wrong, why, why she might not want to do the dishes. <laughs> The have, have the doctor bring her to orgasm and then stick her in a cage for a month. <laughs> oh man, I mean these were—I mean these were just real things, and people just—they did not have any sort of like uh, ethics board. Like ethics board, yeah. really at the time. I mean, they didn't really start till after, till like after the 1950s and 60s and all that. So people start going, "Hey, is it a good idea to be experimenting on people this way?" And, and, and keep in mind, in the scientific community in the 50s. We had the scientists over here uh, oh, yeah. from Nazi Germany through Operation Paperclip. Paperclip. So they were in the community and able able to uh, you know share their ideas and their findings that oh yeah they might not have had access to. Yeah. So what people in now okay, this is where we're going to start actually like probably breaking down this because again I'm going to be very critical at times of this theory when I think that there are some glaring problems. Okay. Uh, with, with the science at the same time, because again, I'm not saying I totally believe in this theory. I'm not saying I don't. I, I, my problem with the adrenochrome conspiracy is I don't think people are approaching this conspiracy the right way, Be because what happened? Because if you guys go now 
try to try to type this conspiracy into YouTube. First it's hard to find. Happening. Yeah, yeah. The first thing that, that happens is a you get put on some kind of watch list. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, but if you're, if you're mentioning this, by the way, uh, the fact that we even just mentioned the adrenochrome conspiracy, this is going to get uh, this would get demonetized off YouTube. It could get removed <laughs> from YouTube. It's going to get downvoted off Facebook. It's you know, it's going to get downvoted off Twitter, banned from Twitter. I mean, what's going now on as of now is this massive campaign. They just not even let people talk about this conspiracy theory, like like shoving it under the rug and like not even letting people have it. And I don't think that's a good way to deal with misinformation. You know, I well, think you need the problem is the sites that are delivering this information and and a lot of the meat of the conspiracy behind this come from our buddies at QAnon. Oh, oh well not my buddy at QAnon. I don't know most about that. <laughs> Not nah, my uh, buddy QAnon. You know, it's 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 latched into a a whole big QAnon conspiracy theory. Yep. And you know, I can't speak for the podcast, but personally myself, I think most of those people are out of their minds. But this is just another thing they're running with that may have a grain of truth in it, but it's going to get covered up by their crazy. Yeah. Well, again, what happens is is when somebody says something, but then you start censoring people, people then start wanting to they want to listen. And they're inclined to, I mean, it, it almost makes people like a martyr for their cause yes. rather than rather than just confronting this. So that's really what I wanted to do with today's episode is I will confront several issues that I have with the conspiracy theory. But at the same time, but at the same time, uh, point some glaring problems that I that I that I see like culturally and explain why I think this why I think there are problems uh that that need what what problems need to be addressed you know or where or are there okay. some kernels of truth within this conspiracy that's fair enough so yeah so in the 1950s this is where this gets really like start off because what happens is they start doing these studies on these rats where they take older rats and they take younger rats and they essentially i wish they could see a little bit better this they essentially uh, sew them together they essentially create them to where they share a circulatory system mm -hmm. and what they found from the study in the 1950s was after they did this that it caused the older rats to have improved health issues. Uh, overall, their, the older rats' health, uh, heart health improved and their cognitive functioning improved mm -hmm. after they did this. The, you know what they underreported? What? The fact that the younger mouse started to suffer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they they didn't bring that up. And also, too, another thing that didn't happen in these studies, they didn't have control groups often. And the thing that they really didn't account for is, is it that the blood of the younger mice was causing the older rats to improve? Or is it that the fact that the older rat has access to now the younger rats uh, organs? that are causing them to be able to improve. So what happened was, was by the 2000s, they actually tried to replicate the study from the 1950s of these mice. Berkeley did a study on these in the 2000s. And what they found was, was that the uh, older rats didn't actually, that the older rats didn't improve their health based on just <clears throat> blood, blood transfusions. Like there were... Oh. There were not as many uh, health benefits that 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 came that came from it, just from transfusions alone. And also, a lot of the old rats just died. Mm. <laughs> that 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 was that was occurring. Yeah, I'm so. sure. I'm, I'm I'm sure. You know, 
it, it's it's fascinating because not to get too far off topic, but <clears throat> there's also a uh, like a blood sharing thing uh, where you know people are getting these infusions of younger people's blood. Oh like, yeah. This is, this is a real thing. It's not a conspiracy. No, no, no. This is a real thing that started, like, I think it was 2000, either 2016. Or it's in the 2000s that this happened, yeah. And I believe it's based off that study with mm -hmm. uh, the rats. Oh, absolutely. Oh, there's a company called uh, Ambrosia. That's what yes. it's called. There was a company called Ambrosia. They started this, I want to say it was 2016, but don't hold me. It's in, it's in the teens somewhere in there. They started in, uh, I want to say they started in California, where they offered this, like, snake oil thing of offering young uh, people like younger transfusions. Yes, it was founded by recently like a new doctor, a guy who yeah. just got, got uh, <clears throat> became a doctor, and I think at one point he was promising people he would be able to give them uh, like full rejuvenation for eight thousand dollars. And you know the weird part. You know the weird part. You say that he was a new doctor. That's true, but he never got licensed. Oh, I didn't know he actually never officially got licensed. No, no, no. Yeah, he got his doctor. Like he finished it. Like he was like doctors, whatever. But he never got a license to practice medicine. Well, uh, in, you don't in the, in the state, all, you don't need to go through all that hubbub if you're just going to be a con artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Like, like he was officially like Doctor So and So, but he didn't have a license. Wow. Uh, yeah, and eventually they got shut. I think eventually, like the FDA just started super zeroing in on these guys on mm -hmm. on them, and eventually they ended up stopping. Uh, like a couple years later, but yeah. Well, as, as of as of now, they still have their website up, but it just has like the name of the company and like mm -hmm. a green pastured background. And um, from what I understand, I watched a video recently. As of like 2019, they were unavailable to be reached, like for any type of contact. Yeah. Why do you think? Why do you think people? Why do you think companies like that pop up? Why do you think? Why do you think stuff like that happens? Um, to take advantage of a of a of a you know a public outcry. People want to be younger. You know, people want a, a easy solution instead of eating right and exercising to improve their life. They want to get rich quick scheme, and there's going to be hucksters to take advantage of people in every field. Mm -hmm. These Absolutely. are just the uh, these these guys who who wanted to create this uh, rejuvenation, whatever it was uh, through Adrenochrome, whatever they were promising. They were just traveling elixir salesmen. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, so so here here's the here's the thing that I had. Here's the thing that I have for this. So I think what caused this what what in 2020. The coronavirus played a big part in this conspiracy theory getting uh, getting revised because what uh, I mean it really came to the forefront, really came to the forefront in in two thousand uh, with the, with the coronavirus. It was oh, because what happened was was everybody went on lockdown, right? Okay. So everybody went on lockdown. Everybody was at home. So what happened was all of these celebrities are now being like on zoom calls or if we're seeing them at home mm -hmm. and let's be honest they look haggard i mean they, oh, they, okay. did, they, they look like they did they look like a bunch of bums i mean just it was did, the first time uh outside of the tabloids that we got to peek behind the curtain a little yeah. bit more yeah and so people are seeing them in this haggard disheveled state and what the adrenaline conspiracy theory started saying was they said oh well now you can't now they're not getting access to adrenochrome uh anymore they're not getting the, like access to the to their criminal they can't do their they can't get it anymore so they're going through withdrawals and See, that's why they look so bad what bothers me about conspiracy theories is sometimes they fit perfectly in the fucking place oh yeah oh like, yeah that's that's the issue with this one like saying something like that 
in my heart, I want to be like, oh, that's nonsense. But my skeptical brain, I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> like, like I want to be like, well, I think it's really easy to hate the social. Like, we, it's very easy to hate people that have more than you or that are doing better off than you, man. I, I don't know if this was a meme or if it was true, but they spelled out in their yachts, we're in this together. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. That's, that's, it figures. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> all right. So I'm, so I'm gonna take another. I'm gonna take another swing at the conspiracy, like another big issue that I have. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring an objection to this theory that like the reason about why they don't look good, so so good, and, and kind of explain it because I this is the reason why this is something that I don't think people understand about people in TVs and movies. The reason why they look so good is the amount of time that they spend mm-hmm. in a makeup chair. Mm-hmm. prior to going on TV. People don't realize how much prep goes into that before they're on there. So if you see people without their makeup on, I mean, again, it's like it's like, it's like like seeing a person that normally, like a woman that normally wears makeup and then seeing her without it. It's almost, for some people, it could be like night and day with how much effort that they yeah. put into it. It's the same for celebrities. People don't <clears> understand <throat> how much effort they put into their physical appearance to look good. I mean, if you want to, if you want an example of this, I'll give you one. The 1960 debate. The 1960 mm, between Kennedy and Nixon, okay, was the very first public uh, televised debate. And if you go watch it, what happened was they came <laughs> to them, to Nixon and Kennedy, and they said, hey, guys, um, you need to understand this is not like radio. It's different. There's going to be lights. It's going to be hot. Uh, you're going to be on camera. You need to do some makeup. And Kennedy was like, oh, yeah, cool. No problem. And Nixon was yeah. like, oh, that's womanly. I'm not going to be putting on no makeup. Don't put it away. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm a president American. You can't put... I mean, I had like a fit. Had like a super fit about this. And if you watch the debate on TV, the dude looks like a ghost that's dying for the second time. He looks he's, bad. He's he looks he's sweating. He's like almost iridescent at times. Yeah. When you watch him, he looks bad. It's and that's why... the election. Yeah, and it did, and, and Kennedy won based on that. And if you, and when they polled people at the time uh, for it, people that watched the debate said that Kennedy won based on, <laughs> on watching it. But when they polled people that listened to on the radio, they said Nixon won because mm-hmm. it, only, it was hear what he said. So it was a, I mean, but that's just a, another example of what I'm talking about. So I think that's a big. I think that explains. I think why celebrities are kind of looking haggard or again maybe they're maybe they're not getting their actual drugs no i i absolutely agree with you just to just to piggyback off that too a little bit um i know once we got shut down and stand-up was taken away i was devastated it emotionally drained me and crushed me because that was my love and i'm sure a lot of these performers are a little bit sad on the inside too like yeah they're surrounded by their mansions or what have you it's easy to say that but if they're actually acting or, or stand-up or music is their passion, they're hurting as well. Absolutely. There's a there's a stage high. There's like, you know, there's something that you get from being on stage and performing and making people happy that you just can't explain. Yeah. And then when you take when you take and when you take that away, like you know, you've had it like with this, you like you you feel bummed and you know Honestly, it, can, it, it can manifest with you and how much you take care of yourself when you can't do it when you can't do it. Yeah, you you know how it is to rock a crowd getting off that stage after that. The closest thing I could describe it to is uh, taking adrenochrome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that 
so from that, that's why there was a, a huge resurgence in it. Now, I mean, the the weird thing was was like in the in the in the in the Trump uh, uh, town hall when she was asking about that when she was saying when the I can't remember the lady I can't remember I think it was Savannah Guthrie that that was interviewing she asked him I said well you denounce what these guys are saying that like the left is a bunch of like you know a bunch of pedophile yeah. people like you know doing all these like occult rituals and all this but the weird part was that's what they're talking about I think they're really talking about the adrenochrome conspiracy now Donald Trump did a very bad job denouncing it you don't say <laughs> uh, in that moment I'm like you know but but I, but that's what they were that's what they were getting that in that debate. I don't think a lot of people realize that. And you know what? I want to touch on something because multiple sources and even just there have mentioned the liberal elite um, or liberal politicians, Hollywood elites, and I I think that's in folly. Um, I, I think it's elite in general. I don't think it has a political sway. I think if you're doing this evil type of shit, it's not because you're a conservative or a Democrat. Or absolutely. Anything like that. If there's one thing that we absolutely know, the most non-discriminatory people are drug dealers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they do not discriminate. They don't. You know. They don't ask questions. They don't judge. Anything. You know. They they don't. Uh, you know. Cash they they don't care about your, they don't care about your politics. They just you know they don't care about the color of your skin, just the color of your money. You know. Uh, and I think that's a big part of it too. I think that it it, it is not a it, if if this is true, it's not limited. I think just leftists. I'm pretty sure people on the right probably get their uh, probably get their fix too if it's if it's real. Yeah. Um. Like, are you telling me Dick Cheney doesn't look like he just eats kids for breakfast? Like, <laughs> what's well, I, I can tell you, it doesn't look like it's helping him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does look like a troll that lives under a bridge. Obviously, maybe he's not. You know, maybe he's not getting enough. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. You know, after Harvey Weinstein got arrested, he uh, looked pretty bad in the photos afterwards. Maybe he wasn't getting his supply anymore either. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. You know, or absolutely. Or people tie this into the Jeffrey Epstein. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Jeffrey, the Jeffrey Epstein murders too, for what happened. But, so, the, so here's the the one thing that I that I don't think people that people truly need to understand. So if you look at this, there's 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 a huge element with the adrenochrome conspiracy that people don't get. There's a there's a science they try to debunk it purely from a scientific standpoint on. Mm -hmm. Well because what they'll say is is that the adrenochrome can't work. Like there's no reason that these things should be should be working because when you harvest this from people, what adrenochrome does is it does blood clots. Like it, mm -hmm. it it helps clot blood. That's what it that's what it does. You can buy this off the internet there are some oh, really products. yeah no you can buy adrenochrome adrenochrome yeah you can absolutely you know, buy this chemical you can't as, get it for as, a lot of people because as like much as i've searched for it the last yeah. few days it's never came up on a on a shopping wish list no i <laughs> never sh never showed up on a facebook ad yeah <laughs> looking for adrenochrome in your area <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely i wonder what the adrenochrome on uh on wish on a wish would be like what <laughs> like what that oh, it, it'd probably be uh, what are those what are those epinephrine shots or whatever you put in? Oh, ephedrine, yeah, yeah, or, or an epipen, you know? Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, you know, um, yeah, and and so if you look at it from a purely scientific base, that right there should debunk it for it. You know that you know if you there's no reason to do it, and they even did studies on people that are published. There are published papers. Or other people that have talked about like using like essentially 
taking adrenochrome and people said that it actually gives more of a sedative feeling rather than a euphoric feeling. Well, let me let me ask you this because you might have a better knowledge of it than I do. How is it administered? Uh, oh, well, the conspiracy theory says you uh, inject it in your eye, but like Ooh. according to the through the sheer scientific point, but a, but a big part of the adrenochrome conspiracy that I that you have to understand is the mystical element of it. Mm-hmm. That there is rituals involved in mm-hmm. order to take the adrenoc- uh, the adrenochrome and turn it into some sort of compound for immortality or you know if you're if you're going to do that and that and i think that's that's an integral part because again from a purely scientific point it's not going to work if it's going to work there has to be a mystical element involved with it too it has to be an an ingredient in something so or the occult comes into play yeah yeah okay you know, i mean that doesn't that makes sense if they're going for immortality absolutely absolutely you know and if you look at say like like we're talking about alchemy, and that's going to be something you're, that's going to come up, I think, throughout this month on our podcast. We're going to talk about how alchemy works, how ancient al- alchemy works, and we'll, and I'll and I'll touch on it a little bit because Vic does such a better job of it than really than I do. He he educated me a lot on this. Uh, ancient alchemy looks a lot like mysticism, just as much as chemistry, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and a lot of alchemical uh, success involves them often using mystical means or often having to appeal to some sort of higher power for them to take mundane components and make it work. Think about it like this. If you were, you know, the royal um, alchemist, the royal magician or what have you for the court, but your love was science, of course, you would you would put on displays that would make it seem like you were able to do more than you could, just so in your downtime you had the finances and the resources to actually work on your your science. Oh, abs- Oh, abs- absolutely, man. And then our next episode, we're going to talk about Nicholas Fromell. That's going to be the one, and we're going to talk about his, and we're going to talk about uh, his. And there's there's so much more to that story than just what you'll see on a Wikipedia thing or watching an episode. Of it, it's a lot more like Harry Potter, I think, than people really give it credit for. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, but there's there's a mystical element to it. There's probably some sort of ritualistic element that goes into using components, appealing to a higher power, and then it doing something to those components for it to do what you need it to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, when you approach, when you look, when you try to debunk adrenochrome from a purely scientific standpoint, from a entirely scientific way, it's very easy because adrenochrome by itself won't do anything. Yeah, absolutely. So. But if you bring in a sorcerer, you change the game. Absolutely, Abs- absolutely, absolutely. And you know, absolutely. they say an- another thing. I don't want to jump ahead on you, but um, this is the part that I can actually believe. And kind of get behind in the whole conspiracy theory, because uh, you want you ask you know where do the children come from, and they just say you know all the the uh, I guess underprivileged and and migrant children in the world that you know don't have records and can't be accounted for go missing every day. Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, if you want to bring up the whole thing about uh, the children in detention, like on the mm-hmm. like on the United States border, you know they had hundreds of kids that have that have gone that have gone missing. Now. Again, this is where I'm being. This is where I'm being critical. You know, if I'm a, you know, 
you can't have stuff like that happen. I mean, it's just bad and of an awful thing, awful thing to happen. Yes. You know, you know, but you know, as a, as a government, if you, if, if, if stuff like this happens and you allow this to happen on your watch, I don't get mad, you know, when people start like acute, like, like, I don't, I don't, I don't get mad when people start holding your feet to the fire for holding, for going, where are these kids, like, where are these kids, what's going on? Something bad must yeah. be happening because again, nothing positive is going to be happening from these kids disappearing. Yeah. yeah, and and it's still one of those things where we have no answers. Yeah. We have zero answers about any of those children. You know, and and yeah, you know, but at the same time, I also don't think that they're. I mean, I used to work. I used to work for the state. Uh, uh you know, in Indiana, I used to like back in like six some odd like six seven some odd years ago. I used to work for the state. Now again, people will accuse the it's a leftist wing it's a leftist wing thing accusing uh, that that conspiracy where all this is going on and all this now back in the back in the day in indiana like uh, mitch daniels one of the things he did was he when he came in as our governor he doubled the uh size of the department of child services in our state like oh, that's doubles, phenomenal. He, he, he doubles the budget. He makes it more powerful. He makes this a whole cabinet dedicated dedicated to him because and, and the reason why this happened, the reason why this happened was because the Indie Star, which is a massive left-wing media machine in the state of Indiana, <laughs> okay, was holding our government to the fire, like holding our feet to the fire for all of the uh for all essentially the child abuse that was going that was going on and and wasn't being stopped in the, in our state, so well, you know there's this massive there's this if there's this massive leftist conspiracy that's going on, this wouldn't be happening probably in our state. Like we wouldn't be seeing one of the biggest leftist organizations in our yeah. state that's holding that's hold that's trying to hold them accountable, saying hey what's going on something's wrong we need to be we need to be protecting kids. So I just that's why I, I don't think it's just a leftist thing. I don't think it's just this, but. Also, this is yeah. another reason why I have a hard time believing this particular conspiracy. And also, we're 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 almost contained, you know, because when we think about things, we think of it in the context of in the United States, right? But this is supposed to be a global conspiracy, absolutely. So, so it's easy, you know, for us on the home front, especially in a more civilized culture, to be able to hold people accountable and protect our children. But there's still plenty of third world countries that can be taken advantage of. True. You know, child brides, um, you know, uh, female castrations. Like, there's wild stuff that happens all across the world every Absolutely. day. There's st there was still slavery. Yeah. Absolutely. Abs 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 absolutely. So, um, so let me ask you this. We're kind of, we've been going on for a little while. In your heart of hearts, do you think that this is an act? Do you think that this is a real, do you in, think there's any truth to it? In my heart of hearts, I want to say no. But that doesn't mean I don't think there are uh, things happening behind closed doors with the, the elite. And that, oh, does, yeah. that doesn't mean I don't think there are children being abducted and used. I don't know what purpose for, but I just see that as a great possibility. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. I do think what I think I think there are. Elite groups doing very bizarre rituals that occur. Like, 
if you think of Bohemian Grove, if you guys have never heard of mm-hmm. Bohemian Grove, I'm not. I mean, me and me and Vic did a whole episode. <laughs> it was actually our, I think it was our season two season finale. What we did like on our on our YouTube channel, the two or three it was. I mean, it was it was one of them. You know, it's a whole organization of not only people on the right, but also some left some left people too. But you'll see a lot more like people on the right typically tend to be like a member of this yeah. particular group. Of a group of a group of elite people that meet out in the woods. By the way, guys, this is all hundred percent true. Yeah, you can check this, it out. I'm not, I'm not even going into the conspiracy part. That meet out in the woods every year or other year or so. They all put on robes, and they all do these weird mystical chants to a forty foot owl. And this is going to make it sound uh, less true, but. It's all like on the hush hush, no cell phones, oh, yeah. no cameras, no none of oh, that. Yeah, absolutely. Down okay, every single Republican president since Eisenhower has been a member of this group doing yeah. these rituals. Barack Obama, I think I believe also was included. The only yeah, person Barack who was, Obama was yeah, there. the only person that is not a member is Donald Trump. Now, I <laughs> he, he's not a member, never been never been a confirmed member. Because again, their their membership is you can you can tell who's a member. You can see who was there what year. Yeah. Who, who attended now, that meeting. Yeah. Now, Donald Trump was on a stage with several members of the people that go to Bohemian Grove. And mm-hmm. we all know that Donald Trump has no problems throwing people under the bus for all of the weird stuff they do. That dude said nothing. Nothing. That's during, fascinating. During the debate during the debate. Not a single thing about bohemian growth so what does that show two things one that shows serious power yeah yeah and that shows fear well he's been you know he's been seen hobnobbing with people that have attended these parties right you know like throughout his personal life even before his presidency because i don't think people realize that he's not yeah he's a very powerful man right now but he's been a very powerful man for quite a long fucking time i i think the colonel i've yeah, he has, and and, pro- and honestly, he's probably part. And I think one thing we, that people don't realize there's probably multiple types of groups. Mm-hmm. I, there is a there is this weird again this kernel of truth that I'm talking about in this is I think that there is a lot more uh, occult mystical at you know pomp and circumstance at a minimum. Pomp yeah, and circumstance at a min at a minimum. Well, uh, at I least just... at least at least some homage to it. I that just occurs on, that occurs on, a, on an elite level. That the adrenochrome, you know, really started picking up in the 50s, picking up steam in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And I had mentioned, you know, with Operation Paperclip, Nazi scientists coming over. And as we're all aware, the Nazis were real big into the occult. You know, mm-hmm. what's to say they didn't bring over something that would be able to activate this? And this is just, you know, this Absolutely. is out there conspiracy, though. No, no, no. And, 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 and honestly, you know, I, I, I think what what we need to realize is is a or is at least that again people you don't get into positions of power you don't become a social elite member wasting your time yeah you just don't you know you don't waste your time doing things like this these are not people that waste their time they're not gonna do something that they probably don't think they're gonna get something out of now mm-hmm. what is that I now what is that I I, I don't know yeah because it's not always about it's not always about what they get out of it. It's sometimes about what they believe they get out of it. Absolutely, absolutely. So I I think that they're probably 
I think that they're probably in my, in my heart of hearts. I think there is some sort of ritualistic pomp and circumstance that happens with the social elite. I think that is a real thing that is a that is true in the in the adrenochrome conspiracy. Now, do I necessarily think that it's the part of we're harvesting children's fear uh, to to do this? I. I don't think so. I think there's too much liability, and I don't think that I don't think that they're gonna I don't think they're beginning something out of it. I just I just don't. That's but fair I, enough. For our patron part, I will tell you something that I that I, I do I will bring something up, and we're gonna talk about something that I've seen throughout history. Uh, I have a great idea for a uh, for a discussion in our patron. I really would love to pick your brain about. You know. Okay, I, sounds good. Um, but I think that we've been. Uh, I think they've been going on for a little bit of a while. Is there anything else that you wanted to bring up about the Adrenochrome conspiracy? Any final no, thoughts think, or anything? I think I, uh, we covered pretty much everything I wanted to touch on. Oh, absolutely! It's guys, you know, it's a it's a weird it's a it's a weird conspiracy. Uh, it's it, there's a lot of stuff that happens from you know. Do I believe? Do I believe it? No. But again, I but I I don't like the way that people have been trying to handle this conspiracy. I think if you're going to tackle it, you can't just tackle it from a purely scientific standpoint. I think you have to also address the mystical element that's probably coming from it, too. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I I don't think that the best way to go about confronting this is by banning videos about it off Facebook, banning videos off about it about YouTube. I don't I don't think you can I don't think you can you can't quiet people like this and make them into martyrs for their cause. Yeah, that just makes speculation grow. Absolutely, and I think it'll only make the conspiracy stick around more. But also at the same time, I'll think if it's true, if, if something of it is true, uh, you know, it's going to be people like Mark Zuckerberg or people that are or, or yeah. above him that are gonna, that are going to be pulling the strings to get this. Be like, we can't be talking about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those are going to be the people <laughs> like, that are pulling to ask this. Yeah, absolutely right. Awesome. Uh, but man, I want to. Uh, but man, Johnny, I want to thank you so much, man, for coming on and talking about this with me, man. It was a lot of it, it was it was very interesting talking and picking your brain about the Adrian and Chrome conspiracy. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me again. I really appreciated it. A absolutely, man. Again, uh, before uh, uh, before we end the uh, the normal part of the podcast, again, tell people how, if they want to catch out the Inquisitor on podcast, man. Where where can they listen to your stuff? It's spelled a little bit differently, guys. It's I N Q U I Z A T I V E Minds Inquisitive Minds. Um, I'm available on all streaming platforms, Spotify, App Podcast, Chromecast, Google Cast, all that jazz. Um, you can check out our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash inquisitive minds or uh, Instagram at inquisitive minds. Just check me out. I'm a stand up comic. I try and be funny. I try and put out good content. Absolutely, guys. You know, he 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 asks the he asks those weird questions that we love to ask on our podcast and he asks the hard questions sometimes that have to be asking this as well. And that's why we respect him so much. And I think that you guys should absolutely go over and check his podcast out. Thank you so uh, much. Thank you so much, Johnny, for coming on. And uh, if you guys like this episode of the podcast, don't forget to like it. Don't forget to subscribe. Make sure that you guys give us a review uh, wherever you guys are listening. That's one of the best ways that you guys can help the podcast grow and show your appreciation to us. If you guys really want to uh, help even more and check out the rest of this podcast, make sure you go over to our Patreon and sign up today. And uh, just for even a dollar a month, you guys can get the rest of this podcast as well as all of the bonus videos uh, that we put up on our Patreon just for our patrons that we love so much. But until next time, guys, keep believing.
because we'll keep listening. All right, Johnny. So I want to pick your brain about something else. Have you ever seen the photos of the celebrities of today and how they look like celebrities from back in the oh, day? Yeah, yeah, I have. Like Keanu Reeves is immortal. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So everybody always everybody always jokes. Everybody always jokes about um, how uh, you know this probably isn't true. There's no way the adrenochrome conspiracy be true. But if you ever been, if you go look, there are several photographs of very famous people that you can see from back in the day. Like Conan O'Brien was one that I saw. Yeah. Keanu, Keanu Reeves, um, who was another one that I saw. Orlando Bloom. Was yeah. another one that was yeah. another one that I re, was another one that I recently saw, uh, not too long ago. Matthew McConaughey too. Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey was an, was an, was another one as well. Have you yeah, ever? It, go so ahead. You, no, no, you go ahead. Go. I was just it's 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 fascinating because you know the pictures look exactly like them, but in my mind, I always think uh, with humans, you know, you can only make so many different ones. There's going to be a couple duplicates. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you think there's any? So, do you think there's any truth to that? That celebrities can live forever, or that they do? Um, see, I don't like. I don't like it that they say celebrities, because I feel like anyone who could live forever, and this is just me going off on a tangent, would understand. Would understand um, the influence and the power, and how you can make so much more happen without being.